Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's show, the Frisco Report, Dallas Cowboys News, brought to you by Cowboys Blog and Cowboys Corner in effect. We got a couple of good topics tonight. Obviously, we got a lot of news. Um, special day today, trade deadline just passed. So, the Cirrus, Cab Mode, Cowboys Corner, Mike, what's going on, bro? How you doing, Joe? We're doing good, man. It's it's like a victory Tuesday here. So you know what I mean. That that win, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk briefly about that win here. We've already moved on, but man, hell of a win with uh, Cooper Rush. You know, a lot of people didn't think that we had a chance, but uh, boy showed out. Boy showed out, Mike. Dude, I'm I'm disappointed in Cowboy fans, man, because not we get the win, celebrate it, right? But I was super shocked on the people underestimating the talent of this roster. Yes, we know Dak Prescott has been lighting it up. But when you say we can't win games without Dak Prescott, number one, that's Jason Garrett, head coach mentality. And number two, you're not you're underestimating and don't believe in the talent that we have on this 53. Mike McCarthy, he's said it a thousand times. It takes 77 men to win a championship. Not one. It takes 77. When your star quarterback's out, guys, you're supposed to be able to win some games, all right? You don't win games under a backup quarterback in the 90s that got a Super Bowl ring. You win games by a head coach that won it, right? And that's Mike McCarthy. We got to change our mindset. We got to believe in the talent that we have on this team, guys, because I was fairly disappointed in Cowboy Nation of no one. No, I mean, 80% of the fan base didn't have us winning this game. I did. I got receipts. Mike sure does, and he made it a point to let it be known, bros. So it, it was a good win, man. Uh, defense stepped up. I, I think the defense was the key to this game. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to, you know, Cooper Rush did his thing. Uh, a lot of clutch plays. Ezekiel Elliott there in the fourth quarter, you know, hitting that scene, busting through, getting that first down. Uh, there was a lot of key moments in this game. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We, we we had to battle the, the refs early on in the game, but that kind of settled down towards the end. But, um, you know, it was a really good game, a gritty game. This is a game that uh, Jason Garrett uh, team would not have won. They probably right. would have got blown out. They, they probably would have just, you know, put you – know, they would have took the pedal off the metal and just glided through and make that a de facto second bye week. So I'm glad those days are over, man. And it's a new day here. You know, you let Mike McCarthy install his program, and you're starting to see the the uh, you know the, the rewards of this, Mike. You know, just uh, Mike McCarthy year two, the progression. That's what you want to see, right? Yeah, you. There's a saying: you reap what you sow, and they're 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 doing great practices. Um, they're putting together championship mentality. They're stacking success on on success. Look at Micah Parsons, Joe. This is. This is what Dan Quinn does. And, my, and Michael Parson has to buy into it. He was there at 6 in the morning. He beat Dan Quinn, right? He took the Patriots game, one of his worst performances, right? He took the bye week. And then he translated what he learned on that tape of the Patriots game, corrected it in the bye week, and it translated to the football field, okay? I love Sean Lee. Sean, Sean Lee did that. He just couldn't stay healthy. Jalen Smith didn't do that. Leighton Vanderesh, he can't tackle, right? Micah Parsons is a stud. Micah Parsons, the way he played yesterday, I tip my hat off 
to Micah Parsons. He played quick, fast. He wasn't thinking, and he corrected a lot of the mistakes he did against those Patriots, Chip. Uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a really huge point there that you make, Mike, because after that game, if you watched his post-interview of that New England game, he knew that that was probably his one of his worst performances. I mean, it wasn't bad, you know, too bad, but for his, you know, his ceiling is that's not good enough. That is not my type of football. That wasn't Michael Parsons football. So, uh, you know, he, he put it on, man. He, he looked like he's on his way to a rookie year, um, you know, with, with some accolades attached to it, you know, pro bowl, possibly all pro. I mean, you know, uh, we talk about these types of linebackers coming out of uh, Penn state and uh, Michael looks like another one of these guys, man. Like you said, Mike, just, uh, all over the place. One of his could have been arguably his best game, you know, 11 tackles, rushing the quarterback, pressures, hurries, hitting people. Those screens a year ago, two years ago, those yeah. screens they were trying to do, they, they probably would have got touchdowns on him if not massive games. Like yeah, exactly. Michael Parsons stopped that. Yeah, he sure did. Stopped it, stopped it behind the line, tackle for loss. I mean, this guy was a wrecking ball out there. I mean, this is a guy you, you, um, he's an impact player. He's making that defense a whole lot better. You know what I mean? We didn't get an interception from Trayvon, but I know he was sniffing it. I think there was a couple here that, that he, he could have got close on, on jumping around, but Micah, Trayvon, um, these guys are, are really stepping up. You know what I mean? Um, the, the secondary, I mean, Donovan Wilson getting more playing time out there. You see him using physical play at the scrimmage. Uh, I thought he had a good game, and obviously Jerron cursed Mike. What about the offense? Let's talk about the offense a little bit more here. How did you think the offensive line held up in this game? I thought they held up well. I, I mean, he got sacked a couple of times. You know, I wasn't shocked that Terrence Steele was still there. Um, I got scolded on Twitter when Lyle Collins was supposed to be coming back, and I said in the offseason – it's going to be crazy to see what they do with Lyle Collins. And 95% of the people told me, you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Lyle is getting his job back. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case, Joe. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so it, 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 it's because it, it, they can't trade him this year. Next, in the spring they can. They you know, they could explore those options if they want, right? But uh, but I thought the offensive line, I thought you know they held up for the most part, you know, Rush is going to hold that ball a little longer than Dak Prescott because of the rhythm, right, uh, of that, that quarterback clock in your head. Dak's a lot faster because he has way more playing time. Cooper Rush has to get that clock developed, right? And towards the end of that game, that fourth quarter, he got that clock developed. But uh, big shout-out to Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson. Uh, we got to find a way to keep him. We can't let him sneak away. Um, and he shouldn't cost that much, let's be honest. We, we can't let him sneak away, though. Uh, he's a Swiss Army knife. He's definitely a weapon. Or this offense, but oh, big shout out to Ezekiel Elliott, one number one. Yeah, yeah, for real. Ezekiel Elliott is having just a phenomenal season, you know, doing it on the ground, doing it, uh, catching the ball, breaking tackles a lot more than he did last year, you know, muscling through and just really trucking people, you know. Uh, rarely do you ever see him uh, for a loss. He's always going to move forward when he gets tackled. You rarely see him taking a loss. Um, pass pro it was one of his staples. I think he had maybe one where he kind of whiffed on a on a block, but for the most part, you want him out there. Pollard, not he's not as good. You know, he got he got burnt there on a missed a block. Zeke is your guy, the enforcer there. 
But these guys, everybody's doing doing their thing. Like you said Cedric Wilson, that's the guy you want to keep, right? I mean, you should be able to ideally get that guy on, on a very affordable deal, especially if if you're going to move on from Gallup, which I fully expect them to do. I just don't think that they're going to – I think they're going to use those savings for number 94, bro. Randy Gregory, let's talk about him a little bit. Let's go back to defense. Let's talk about Randy Gregory, Mike. This guy – Full season, off season, training camp. How do you feel where Randy Gregory's at right now with the Cowboys? I'm I'm just glad that he's able to because he Randy Gregory was very he had like a mental problem where he couldn't handle success and the the success stressed him out and it made him depressed and you know it, it made him rely on um, medical marijuana and things of that sort that the NFL at the time was against right so. Randy Gregory, he has a child now, right? They're, they're, it's not just him anymore. And he realizes that. And for him to handle this success, be who he is, um, and go out there and play at a high level and still stack success on top of success, Joe, it's unbelievable. A great story. Like you said, we got to save that bag because he's going to require some paper, all right? And you can let Randy Greg or you can let Demarcus Lawrence walk, and that still saves paper next year, too, right? So the Cowboys, if they want, if they really want to keep Randy Gregory, they can make that happen. Yeah, they, they can make it happen. You know what I mean? Um, they will. I just just listening to uh, Coach McCarthy here, um, they are really super high on Randy Gregory right now. Jerry Jones as well in the interviews with 105.3 The Fan, they are enamored with with how he has played, how he's performed. Now, Jerry Jones wants him to keep that level and keep going, you know, like don't get paid and then fall off. You know what I mean? Like this, I mean, if we're talking about a guy that can get at the quarterback first, I think Randy Gregory's that. DeMarcus Lawrence, as good as he is, he's a run stuffer first, and then he's a pass rusher second. You want it the other way around. And I think you get that with Randy Gregory, pass yep. rusher specialist first, and not too bad at the run. So, it's a good it's a good thing to have. I think they're they're going to find a way to keep them here. You know what I mean? I think yeah, the longer that you keep them an unsigned for an extension, yeah, obviously that number will get um, will go up. But it's not going to go up to the point where they're going to you know, be at the mercy of oh crap, well, this is too high now. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll figure something out. They will definitely figure something out. Uh shout out to A Lavelle here with the super chat. What up, Joe Mike, and your family's doing well. Yes, sir. This defense is amazing. Sucks to hear about Jabril Cox. Hope he comes back better. Yeah. Zeke Cooper and Cedric Wilson with the plays of the game. Let's go, Cowboys, baby. Yes. Lots of good talking points here. A Lavelle, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you very much, Mike. You want to hit up on that there? Jabril Cox. Yeah, that's a big loss there, Mike. What's your thoughts on losing Jabril for the year? Yeah, big shout-out to A. Lavelle, always coming in with Super Chats, always showing love and support right here for the Frisco Report. Do appreciate that, A. Lavelle. But Jabril Cox, man, special teams player, uh, he is going to be missed on special teams, right? Um, and then coming in for that linebacker depth, he's going to be missed in that linebacker rotation too. Um, sucks, man. Uh, Jabril the steal. Um, but the good news is we still got him for three more years. You know, even though his rookie year was cut short, the, the guy, uh, the, the sky's the limit. And uh, I just can't wait to have him and Micah Parsons on the field at the same time. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty. Yeah, 
No, it is. Yeah, Jabril is still Cox. I mean, there was a major – there was a moment there where you caught Mike McCarthy talking about it, and you could tell that it hurt him to see that player go out the way he did. He was getting more plays. They were bringing him along. You know what I mean? I think you're you're looking at the future there uh, in waiting in the wing. So as, as sucky it is, as it is, the injury is right now. We're still kind of early in the season. It'll give you enough time to rehab, and hopefully you're back by training camp. I think that'll be the discussion of the offseason as far as what the timeline will be for Jabril, you know, getting back on, getting getting strength, getting get the motion back and this sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a heavy blow. But I think the Cowboys aren't going to be done at the linebacker position. Don't be surprised if they add another linebacker in this draft because, you know, we have – LVE on a one-year deal. Keanu on, Neal, one-year deal. On, yeah, this is basically a repeat of last year. You got a lot of one-year deal guys, and some some of these guys you may not keep. So uh, you definitely will keep an eye on that. This is a good linebacker class that's coming out this year too. You don't necessarily have to get one in the first, but if you do at the bottom of the first, number 32 or whatever, you're going to be able to add more ammo to the armory and get after people, bro. Yeah, get after people. Uh, Zeke Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Yeah, those, those guys played really well. A Lavelle. Appreciate that. Go Cowboys all the way, bros. More on the game. Uh, or actually, you know, let, let's let's transition to to the next topic here, Mike. And that's gonna be um, you know, the 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 future here with, with Lyle Collins. All right. So Tyron Smith. You know, on, on you know, I don't even know how to describe this, but it's it's uh, every year, right? It's something with, with Lyle. Just unfortunate, but it is what it is. So we all pegged it, you know, during the offseason. I think we were all prepared for it. But you look at Ty and Secchi in that game. He could not handle Everson Griffin for anything. You know what I mean? And and um, you do you want to see him out there when you have somebody available like a Lyle Collins uh, that can go in there? What do you think they do there at left tackle? So, so Lyle Collins is versatile at left guard, and he can play right, right. Tyron Smith, he learned right tackle first, and then they moved him over to left tackle. Right? Do I think Lyle Collins is talented enough? to play that left tackle position? Absolutely. Um, so it, I, it'll be, I'll, be, I'll be willing to look and see where they play Lyle because if Titus Ucky's bad <laughs> against this Denver pass rush without <clears throat> Von Miller, then they have to make a change, right? And the only person that I can think of is Lyle Collins going to that left tackle position. But he has to have practice rest because everything is opposite from that right tackle to that left tackle spot. Your hand placement, your movement, your kicks, everything's complete opposite. And he has to adapt to that. And, it, you know, even left guard is different from left tackle. It's, it's just a, there's a lot of different movements and stuff. So it's going to be curious to see how they do that. But Tynasucky, the, the dude's almost 40 years old and good gravy. He's ass, dude. Against Everson Griffin, out of all people. Yeah, yeah, I, I just think that he had a bad – he didn't have a good game. You know, I think he kind of settled in a little bit at the end of the game. But this is when your players are kind of gassing out already. So it's not a good gauge. So for me, you know, I think they're looking at how in shape is Lyle. That's kind of the vibe I got from uh, 
from Jerry Jones on his interview with 105.3 The Fan that, that uh, <clears throat> you know, he, he described that Lyle wasn't fully 100% in shape for training camp. Or that's kind of how the vibe I got from him. So, he, you know, he actually said that he didn't have the best camp or whatever, which, which was kind of interesting to me. Joe, you would know this. Did, did Lyle Collins ever play left tackle in college? Yeah. So yeah. So Lyle Collins, he uh, he had like 35 starts at left tackle and I think 15 at guard. So that's why when they ask him, how does he feel about playing on the left side? He says playing the left side is natural to him. So to to project him to go in here and play left tackle, I think it's like muscle memory. Get a couple of snaps and, you know, in, in practice is what they're going to have to do to to get that back going. But he definitely has a lot of snaps there at a high level, you know, Louisiana State, LSU. So I think that would be my option, bro, because I don't want to see Inseki out there again, man. And, and, and who knows, bro? Could this be the future at left tackle? Could Tyron Smith get Terrence Steele via <laughs> Lyle Collins? So, hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, if, if you're not out there, you're not helping the team. And so what if Lyle Collins gets gets the start there, does good, and maybe like, a, you know, two or three weeks down the, the road, you know, Tyron Smith is back. Does he get his job back or does – does he get the same treatment that Lyle got when he came back? What do you think happens there, Mike? Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't. So I always brag about this year. Only this year I've been bragging about how Zeke grew up, right? You talk about last year, Lyle Collins coming in, supposed to make a great impression on his new head coach, Mike McCarthy. Came in overweight, uh, had some injuries, had some surgeries, right? Then you come in this year, clean slate. You get suspended for bribing a drug test collector, right? So I don't know if Mike McCarthy thinks Lyle Collins is mature enough to handle a starting role consistently. Because Mike McCarthy, he addressed these guys as men. He talks to them as men. You know, he don't clap and throw them around like Jason Garrett. I mean, he treats them like grown men. And be a grown man, you got to act like one. I don't think Lyle Collins and Mike McCarthy's view acts like one, Joe. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so I, I think yeah. in that situation, to answer your question, I think Tyron Smith gets his job back because I don't think Mike McCarthy views him as a ready-to-go player. This is going to be a, a, something to really follow the rest of the season. I think it's going to be very interesting here. Danny Savage has a great comment. Um, and this is something that uh, Jerry actually mentioned on 105.3 The Fan, is not necessarily an injury, but some kind of bone spur in the ankle. So typically when you have a bone spur, that kind of requires some kind of cleanup. You know what I mean? It, like like Danny's saying, it doesn't magically dis doesn't vanish. So it's, it's pain management is what it's going to come down to. And obviously it, he didn't – it wasn't enough and it was in-game, and I don't know if they, they gave him a shot there to see if he could numb it up. But then if you have a numb ankle, I don't know if that would, if that would really work. So he could be out for, for a bit here. He really could. So uh, I wouldn't count on, on Tyron being back, but you make a good point about, you know, uh, does he – does Mike McCarthy trust him? You know what I mean? And somebody made a comment that uh, Lyle's unreliable. So – I think that he's proven that he is unreliable, right? I mean, going back to last season, 
You know, uh, I mean, every all the controversy this year, you know, it, it is unreliable crap, bro. Like it really, you can't say, oh no, whatever, you guys, whatever. It is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it just is, man. I mean, if you played the game, you got to rely on your teammates. You got to rely on your teammates. But um, for me, I hope that he's turned the corner and maybe he hangs on to that that job there. And um, one of these guys will, will be a badass swing tackle for you. So, Josh Ball. Josh Ball. Yeah, Josh Ball, the, uh, the, the thing on him, looks like he's heading towards a red shirt year, still on IR. And there, there's just no news on this guy. And I, I just have a feeling that they're going to just let him heal up. He's going to get the Connor McGovern treatment. So when you think about Josh Ball, just think about uh, Connor McGovern, red shirt. I think that's where you're at with him. So uh, I, I don't I don't have him in the, in the equation because that's where they're at with, with Josh Ball. He's still on IR with uh, nothing, nothing clear cut, nothing clear cut. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on IR indeed. He's on IR. See what else we got here in the comments, guys. We'll take a look here and see what else we got here. Soup trap, good to see you in the in the chat box, guys. Soup trap, McGovern is too good to be riding the bench. Yeah, they've they've got a lot of good players that are kind of riding riding the pine right now, right? You got McGovern and Lyle. Uh, you know, they 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 came up with this. How do we get these guys involved? They came up with this Hulk formation, which is, you know, kind of gimmicky, but I mean, it is pretty intimidating and it, it did work for them. You know, they were able to move a lot of beef out of the way with these behemoths. So these guys, they're going to come along. McGovern, I, I really do think that McGovern has a starting spot next season. You know what I mean? Where at? You think that left guard's why he takes over Connor Williams? Yeah, I think it's going to be Connor Williams there. Um, <clears throat> but I think that center position is, is something to watch as well. It's going to be a very interesting conversation as far as the offensive line, Mike, because you have a lot of versatility here. You still have Lyle Collins under contract for two more years at a pretty reasonable pay rate. So it's just the reliability part of him, you know what I mean? So, But could he be in the mix at guard? And then you move McGovern to center. You know, so what is the future of, of Tyron Smith? Could the Cowboys say, yes, $10 million a season is not that much, but we cannot rely on you anymore. We just need to go ahead and move on here. Could that be, could that happen? That, that could happen too. You know what I mean? We, we're seeing a different front office with Mike McCarthy at the helm. You, you're seeing a little bit different. This isn't Garrett with the front office. I think McCarthy is really having a lot more influence on the roster building than some fans are, are giving him credit for. You know what I mean? I, I, I compare this Mike to kind of the, the, um, the kind of power or influence that Parcells had. I think it's, he kind of has that level of influence on the roster. Mm -hmm. you know? No, no, 100%. I know during Mike McCarthy's press conference, you know, they asked him how much power Mike McCarthy had in pitching his, in, in picking his coaching staff and stuff. And, and Jerry Jones said he, he was able to pick it. And he jokingly like, no, really. And Jerry Jones like, no, seriously, he, he picks his own coach staff, et cetera. So and Jason Garrett carried – Brian Broaddus always talked about how big of a stick Jason Garrett carried in that room. And he had no credentials. Mike McCarthy has credentials. So, I, if, so get that stick Jason Garrett carried in that 
in there and multiply that. Because remember, they trained Jason Garrett. They coached him up. They coached him how to coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy already has those credits, right? So that stick is even bigger for Mike McCarthy than what they what Jason Garrett had. Now you hit it right on the head. This this is not, uh, you know, on the job training, you know, by any means. So another roster move, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of the roster moves. Skeptical fan Bradley and I could come back to the Cowboys practice squad. Well, the thing about this is the Cowboys put a no recall on that release. And the no recall means they have no interest in bringing him back to the practice squad. So Bradley and I. He is gone. He is not coming back. They're not bringing him back. So that's the uh, clarification on Bradley and I. They did a they did a release wave, no recall. Okay, so that means they don't want him back. So they're gonna fill that with another position. You know, I would think another linebacker or somebody like that. Mike, let's let's touch a little bit on this uh, Bradley and I release. What do you think it means for who they currently have? They didn't make any trades. You know, there was rumors of Von Miller and maybe some other you know, mid-tier type of guys. But what does this say to you that they're able to release Bradley and I and they're going to roll with their guys? What do you think this means? Not only did they cut Bradley and I, right, they didn't make any trades either. So we got guys coming back. Novell Gallimore, Demarcus Lawrence. There's guys coming back to fill that void, right? Um, and then you still got Urban coming back. Um, you know, there's a more defensive line pieces coming back. So I'm not shocked that they cut him. I remember during this offseason, people were screaming for Anai, Anai, Anai. And I'm like, what has Anai showed us? He didn't play last year, right? Yeah. He barely played this year when he was there. I mean, he got some pressures. But this, te- this team's so talented. Everybody's getting pressures right now, but except Jalen Smith. But Bradley and I, like, I, I didn't see what all the fuss was about. And I've said that here on the Frisco Report. I don't know what the fuss is for Bradley and I. He still has to prove it. He still has a lot to prove. He's cut now. No no recall. So, not shot. But I like the pieces coming back. Neville Gallimore, DeMarcus Lawrence, things of that sort. Yeah, and that's what I think. I think that's what they like. They like that DeMarcus Lawrence is on the way back. You know, the update on him was was favorable. So everything's coming along good with, with Dar Marcus Lawrence. And I think it also bodes well for younger players like Azur Kamara. You know what I mean? He's got a couple snaps here and there. They like him on uh, special teams. And, um, you know, so they like what they have over Bradley and I, obviously. You know what I mean? So could um, could there be another defensive end added, added in the mix? There could be. But I would look more towards the draft. You know what I mean? I think you do need to add another body in there because it's not like Gregory or Lawrence are are young. You know what I mean? So I think you it, it would it would be it would bode well for the Cowboys to add another defensive end in the mix, somebody that could you can pass that crown to. You know what I mean? I think Randy Gregory has a spot on this team a lot a lot longer than than D Law does. You know what I mean? So go ahead and add another D end in this draft, and there's there's some good ones coming out. So. That's what it is there, bros. On that there, yeah, Gallup, he's uh, he's on course here to, uh, you know, it was possible that he was going to show up in that Minnesota game, but it's more realistic that you might actually see him in this Denver game now, okay? So we were talking about 10 snaps last time. I think I think that remains the same for this Denver game, you know what I mean? Yep. It, but it is here in Dallas. This is a home game for the Cowboys, I believe, right, Mike? Yeah, it is. And the reason why you can get Bradley and I, too, because Chauncey Goldston is playing 
really good. Yes, dude, that is that is on freaking point. Mike Golston is looking crazy good. Hey, he's looking good, man. I mean, he's, he plays the run well. He gives you a little bit of pressure as well. That motor is crazy. I do. It, it kind of cool reminds me, and Joe, you've said credit to you, bro. It reminds me of a young Tyrone Crawford. Yeah. Let's let's call it what it is. I mean, the, the dude, the dude has a, ty a young Tyrone Crawford body and a little bit more talent. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, when when we drafted him, that's that was the comp that we gave him. You know, like this is a guy that can give you outside, but can flex on the inside and give you some good uh, snaps. And he's done really well coming off of i mean he was like on pop or ir for the longest time but this kid is looking better each game i just can't wait to see how he looks at the end of the year you know what i mean and then once he gets that full nfl body in the offseason program watch out man watch out so I'm, pumped, I'm pumped about that mike i'm pumped about that but we got we got denver coming up here uh just just we'll touch briefly on this before we cut out but mike what what do you expect out of this? Do you think this is a game that Dak Prescott plays, or do they do they get kind of bold here and say we can win again with Cooper Rush? You know what? I don't know. That's a really good question. That's a that's a real good question because what helped Cooper Rush was the defense finally got it together. I mean, the the Vikings' first drive, I mean, they went right down and freaking scored on us like that. But a lot of offense coordinators have the opening game script. And they, they, they run that in practice a thousand times, right? And then and so they figured out what the what they were doing and they were able to you know not get him in the end zone no more. But I need them to step up, right? I need more wide receivers to step up except Cedric Wilson, right? I mean CeeDee Lamb dropped a quick slant pass last week. Uh, Amari Cooper came up clutch. Just when you think Amari Cooper's asleep, he proves to you that he's still elite, right? So um and the running game. You know, we need Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard kind of got stuff there a little bit. Um, you know, Tony Pollard got to step up that thing a little bit. And that's the, I think, because Cooper Rush now has tape, you know, they kind of shrinked everything, minimized everything for Cooper Rush. That's on tape, right? So if Dak can play, I'm all for it because things are on tape. There's, there, there's professional defensive coordinators, Joe, and the, the, the simplified offense that Cooper Rush ran against the Vikings, that's on tape now. So, I don't know if he'll have that much. I don't know if he'll have three and a quarter yards and two touchdowns. You know, it might be 200 yards and one touchdown, right? So we need everybody to step up and play because that simplified offense is on tape. Yeah, bro. I, I, I'm looking forward to this game. I, I Actually, I want Dak to be out there. And it really does sound like he's on course to, to start. I don't think there's – unless he suffers a setback, which I think we're going to find out by tomorrow. I think tomorrow they're going to start, you know, giving some more pressure here. Uh with with that calf to see how how he responds to a, a full practice you know what i mean so he's on course for a full practice let's see how he comes out of it hopefully he doesn't come out sore or whatever because that's what happened last week he, you know they did it he was sore game time this this week i know dak wants to be out there i i, I think dak's gonna be like okay that was, that's enough i'm back in get the hell out of the way so <laughs> but the, but this these guys have to protect the player as well. So I think, uh, but I think personally he'll be ready. And I think it's going to be another good game for the Cowboys. It'll be a home game. Home game, and, yeah. You know, Denver, they're okay. I think their strength is probably their defense, e even without uh, Vaughn Miller. I think that's why they let him go. You know what I mean? I think that defense uh, does enough, you know, that uh, Vic Fangio 
defense is still, um, you know, it's, they could still apply pressure from from all angles. So it'll be a good test for the offensive line. I'm just interested to see who we line up. You know what I mean? Will it be Inseki? Will it be Lyle? Do they flip? Do they go Terrence at left, Lyle back at right? So don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think that would be suited well for for Terrence. I think Terrence is because he'll he'll get his name doo doo pants still right back if he goes to like keep him at the right. That's what, that's, right. Exactly, that's exactly what I think too, man. I, I think you keep still at right and uh, don't don't mess with with the mojo. Just keep it keep it rolling, baby. Keep it rolling. But Mike, great show tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in the chat box that showed up tonight. Uh, a great show. Shout out to all you guys. Make sure you guys hit pound on that. Pound that like button on your way out or if you catch us on the replay. But, Mike, where can everybody find you if they haven't already? Yeah, absolutely. we got 80 viewers and 44 likes, guys. Six more likes. Get us to 50 likes right here while I do my outro. Underscore Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys. Hit that subscribe button. Check out a couple of videos. And smash the like button on my videos, too, you But I'm way more active. Underscore Cowboys Corner on you on Twitter, guys. So follow me on Twitter. You might see some cryptocurrency stuff on there, but there's a lot of cowboy stuff on there too. You just gotta scrub through the crypto stuff. But it's there, I promise. Not a financial advisor, don't read everything I say to me. If because I have it, don't mean you need it. All right. But that's all I got you. I appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in the chat box, man. If we didn't get to your question, we do see them out there. You know, we see a lot of the usual guys out here in Montoya, Soup Trap, Marvel, Marvel and Groot, Ryan Doyle. The Reaper, there. yeah, the Reaper. We Jared O. I mean, all, all the guys. We we love Eric, seeing you guys. Oh, yeah. there, Appreciate all you guys, man. But I'll see you next uh, in the next video. That's all we have tonight, guys. Peace out. How about them cowboys? Yeah, bro.